0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. When you're unwinding at the end of the day, it's tempting to get on YouTube, find the flashiest thumbnail, and tune out to mukbang videos. But YouTube is also a place for sharing something less flashy and more thoughtful, poetry. A project from the Poetry Foundation and the educational video company Complexly shares videos of poets reading either their own work or other poems that they treasure. The project is called Ours Poetica. It's quiet with no music, and the camera points down toward the reader's hands, the poetry book on the table, and the words gently gliding by. The goal is to make poetry free and read aloud, easily accessible to everyone. Joining us now are poets and co-curators of Ours Poetica, Sarah Kay and Charlotte Abbotsi. Hi, Sarah and Charlotte. Welcome to Reset. Hi. So, Sarah. Hi.
1: <laughs>
0: I'll start with you, Sarah. For those who've never seen an Ars Poetica video before, go into a little bit more detail about the visuals in each of the videos.
1: Yeah. So um one of the things that I'm always thinking about and that Charlotte and I have had many conversations about is uh, there's so many different entry points for poetry and the way that people arrive to poetry um can be very different depending on what stage of their life they're at, depending on what appeals to them. And so we both come from a background of discovering poetry as live performance. And there are also people who that's not their cup of tea. They arrive to poetry in the form of a book or they arrive to it um, with someone reading it to them. And we were thinking about how can we create more avenues of entry to poetry and one that we loved is what it feels like to read a poem to yourself the intimacy of having that like very um personal experience of you and the poem mm-hmm. but we also love combining that with the experience of somebody reading a poem to you um and what it what it feels like to be read to which is a real comfort um, I have found. Yeah. And so what an hours Poetica of video does is it shows you the text of the poem as though you were reading it yourself, but you also have the voice of either the poet reading it to you or a person who loves this poem. Um, and hearing a person like love the poem they're reading mm-hmm. also changes the way the poem feels. Uh, and so it's a, it's a, a sweet spot of poetry that we hadn't found in other videos or other kind of poetry experiences.
0: Yeah, no, that's that sounds delightful. Charlotte, how do you choose exactly who gets to be on Ours Poetica?
2: A lot of dreaming, a lot of dreaming. <laughs> it's such a hard choice, but um, Sarah and I, we started off with like a list of dreams and a list of dream poets, um, poets that we either knew or just have been huge fans of or came to the realization that this is a poet that people need to hear. This is a poet that people need to be introduced to. So there was like a little loose rubric, if you will, but definitely like started with a long list of like, we want to fit every poet we know Mm -hmm. in here. Um, But also what's special about the selection process as well is that, yes, we're asking poets to come in and read their own poems. But then the second episode is also really special in that they are reading a poem that they love. And oftentimes that poem that they love is a poet that hasn't been featured on Ars Poetica yet. So then you have this beautiful like dual balance of representation of poets and the types of poems that are read on the channel, which is really special.
0: Well, I know you've both recorded some readings of your own poetry. What was that process like for you, Sarah?
1: Well, I actually got a chance to participate in ours poetica before I was a curator. So I was contacted the same way that we ah. now contact other poets. So my first introduction to the channel and to this project was as a contributor. And so I was given the assignment that everyone else is given, which is please choose one of your own poems that you'd like to share. And then please choose a poem by someone else that you really love that you'd like to share. But for me, choosing the poem By someone else to share was actually super easy. I was so excited. I knew exactly who I wanted to read, who I wanted everybody else to find. That that was like what I was most excited about. Mm -hmm. And then trying to figure out one of my own poems was like, well, I don't know, which poem do I want to specifically explore the way the poem looks on paper? Because a lot of the poems that I write are sometimes written specifically for performance. Um, and so a lot of those poems exist on YouTube already, per- performances of me doing them. But there are also poems that I've written with an eye towards how they fall on the page. And because this project also looks at how the poem falls on the page, I wanted to choose a poem that would be an exciting journey <laughs> visually. Yeah.
0: What was the process like for you, Charlotte?
2: I guess my approach for my selections, if you will, I really wanted to, like, think about how I can share a poem that I felt, like, excited about, like, experimenting with, and I guess I mean, like, it's it's one thing to just publish a poem and just, like, leave it as it is, and maybe people don't hear the way it's intended, but with this poem that I shared with ars poetica i was like well this is a poem that like i'm excited to have people look at because i'm proud of the form but also this is a poem that i feel like it just really needs to be shared in my voice Mm -hmm. and so it allowed it allowed that like experimentation process to really blossom which um was really exciting for me.
0: Yeah. Well, let's listen to some poetry. This is Naomi Shihab Nye reading her poem called Separation Wall.
3: Separation wall. When the milk is sour, it separates. The next time you stop speaking, ask yourself why you were born. They say they are scared of us. The nuclear bomb is scared of the cucumber. When my mother asks me to slice cucumbers, I feel like a normal person with fantastic dilemmas. Do I make rounds or sticks? Shall I trim the seeds? I ask my grandmother if there was ever a time she felt like a normal person every day, not in danger, and she thinks for as long as it takes a sun to set and says, yes, I always feel like a normal person. They just don't see me as one. We would like the babies not to find out about the failures waiting for them. I would like them to believe on the other side of the wall is a circus that just hasn't opened yet. Our friends learning how to juggle To walk on
0: tall poles. Wow. So just some additional context here for for listeners. The poem is called uh, Separation Wall, and it's about the separation wall in Israel that uh, prevents Palestinians in the West Bank from entering Israel. And Naomi is half-Palestinian. The images here, Sarah and Charlotte, very vivid. The circus, the the contrast between the, the nuclear bombs and the cucumbers, What did you think about it when you first heard this poem?
1: I mean, Naomi is the greatest of all time. (laughs) Naomi is, we, you, you chose to jump in on, on one of our favorite poets, which is fantastic. She's, she's so talented at writing and she's so talented at writing for many different audiences. Um, Naomi has um, written for young audiences and um, and also adult audiences, she, which like is an incredibly difficult task, um, to be that focused on who, like the age group that you're writing for, mm-hmm. uh, she was the young people's poet laureate for a while. Um, and so, but that clarity of language means that, um, really is what you're seeing when she has that precision of imagery, um. She's really known for that. And so much of her poetry is full of that. Um, And being able to take something extremely large and sometimes abstract or sometimes seemingly untranslatable to simple language, simple without um, meaning like extremely accessible language. Yeah. uh, She's so good at that. And that's exactly why this poem, I think, hits so hard.
0: You're listening to Reset. We are talking with poets Sarah Kay and Charlotte Abbotsy about Ours Poetica. It's a YouTube video project that they curate with the Poetry Foundation and Complexly, and it features poets reading their favorite poems aloud. Charlotte, it seems like your readers are diverse in race, gender, sexuality, age. How does Building Empathy fit into this project?
2: Yeah, Building Empathy really is, like, such a backbone for this project because so many poems that are shared, like Separation Wall, right, are, like, poems that speak to a moment, like either a particular moment in history or the times or a personal moment. So as we ask contributors to contribute to Ars Poetica, we're asking our viewers and readers to meet us with understanding and compassion, and just the nature of poetry, it's it's just always like it's always been such a like a bridge for me. Mm-hmm. And I think so many of us, um, as educators or as poets and as audience members and as readers, um, you know, you can argue about an article or what have you, but sometimes you just need to read a poem or you need to hear a poem um, from a person impacted.
0: What kind of message do you hope Ars Poetica will send to folks who are just brand new to poetry?
2: Poetry poetry's cool, but also it can meet anyone anywhere. I think a lot of the time people have this fear that like poetry is bigger than what they are or like, It takes a lot to understand it, but I feel like with Ars Poetica, our one goal was just to make poetry accessible um, and to make it a celebration and to really invite people in, um, either students in a classroom or people just online and seeing poetry read in a different capacity than what is currently on YouTube now, as Sarah touched on before. But Sarah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's such a good answer. I um, I would say that there is someone who maybe would not instinctively reach to pull a book of poetry off a bookshelf, but they might click on a YouTube video. And there are also people who might not click on a YouTube video of a person on stage at a microphone, but they might click on a video of uh, text on a page or of a person speaking directly to camera in the kind of um, familiar form of YouTube vlogging, right? And so we're really trying to find an entry point for someone who maybe hasn't found their way to poetry yet, but doesn't realize that there is a poem for them. Um, we just want to help them figure out which poem it might be.
0: Yeah. Well, let's listen to another one. This is Cameron Awkward Rich reading an untitled poem by Lucille Clifton. One. When I stand around among poets, I am embarrassed mostly. Their long white heads, the great bulge in their pants, their certainties. I don't know how to do what I do in the way that I do it. It happens despite me, and I pretend to deserve it. But I don't know how to do it. Only sometimes when something is singing, and so far, I hear. Two. When I stand around among poets, sometimes I hear a single music in us, one note dancing us through the singular, moving world. This was a favorite of the reciter, uh, Cameron Awkward-Rich. Talk more, Sarah, about why poets... Just sort of gravitate more toward reading their favorite works rather than just reading their own poetry.
1: A lot of times the poets that we asked, um, given the opportunity to share their favorite poem by someone else, it was so beautiful because it's, it's an unlikely peek behind the curtain often, um, of the, their influences, right? Like what are the, the, who are the poets that they read? who are the poets that inform the art they make mm-hmm. um, and getting to see that sometimes allows us to understand their poetry better or to at least see the lineage that they see themselves a part of or to see the poetry that they find their art in conversation with. Yeah.
0: Well, one great feature, Charlotte, or, you know, maybe it's a terrible feature depending on, on which part of YouTube you're on. uh, That's the comment section, <laughs> right? <laughs> I wonder what kind of discussions <laughs> go on in your comment sections.
2: Yeah, I, I, I love our comment section, uh, which is, <laughs> I know, such a privileged thing to say in this day. and age. Right. But we have people who are actively engaging in the poetry, in the work. Um, a lot of the comments are just, uh, like, quotes from the, their favorite line in the poem. Um, some people are asking questions. Some people are talking to each other. It's, it's really special. It's a, it's a very, it's a very pure, uh, common section yeah. if I do say so myself.
0: <laughs> Has working on this project affected your own work as a poet? You first Charlotte.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I would say so for sure. Um, just reading poetry is such a big part of my like practice as a writer of poetry. And as like, you know, I- I have my own personal library, and you'd like to think you read as vastly as you can. But then you get people's selection, like po- poets' curation of the poems that they are choosing to read, and then you read those poems, and so many of those poems blow me away. And so it's it's been, like, such a treat actively reading, like, poetry and poems from poets I haven't even heard from. So it's such an education. Mm. And that's really shaped my own writing.
0: What's it been like for you, Sarah?
1: Nearly an identical answer. But I was going to say, I sometimes toss around the phrase like, oh, this is your favorite poet's favorite poet. Um, And I'm usually talking about like, uh, a poet that I think the average non-poet maybe hasn't heard of but among poets we sort of like whisper between ourselves about how amazing this particular poet is and the neat thing about this is getting to constantly learn about your favorite poets favorite poets yeah Um, which is such a such a delight and it really feels like um even though they're doing it for themselves they're choosing that poem for themselves it really feels when you're watching it like it has been curated for you, mm-hmm. um, and it, it is special. I, my favorite experience is feeling like someone has chosen a poem to share, um, that is somebody else's that like is right for this moment. And so getting to experience so many different people's versions of that. Yeah, just gives you more and more opportunity to see what is possible in this very vast art form, mm-hmm. um, which gives you more keys to more doors for your own poems. Well,
0: how can folks find these, these wonderful videos up online right now?
1: Sarah? Our Poetica channel is, um is up there. And also there's so many poets that we were able to reach out to and work with, but there's so many poets we haven't yet. And so if we're given a chance to continue or to make new ones, um we will, Absolutely, jump on the opportunity. There is so many videos to to, to jump through. I promise right. you will. It'll take you a very long time to get to the bottom of the list. There's much there to find
0: for sure. Sarah Kay and Charlotte Abatsi are poets and the co curators of the YouTube video series Hours Poetica. Sarah and Charlotte, thank you so much.
3: Thank, thank you. you.